welcome to All Things Wellness with licensed psychotherapist Tracy Goldson. Y'all, your girl has been tired. I know the last time I dropped an episode was October the 11th, and that has been about three weeks ago, almost, because today is October the 31st, and tomorrow will be November the 1st, and I'm supposed to drop episodes once a week, but let me tell y'all, I have been so busy doing so many other things that I haven't really carved out the time to do this podcast in the last couple of weeks. And can I just be honest? I just was not in the mood to do it. Like, I've just, I don't know. I When I feel, I can't really explain it, but I will say, I will say, I will say this. I feel like I've just kind of been like running and working towards so many things, knocking out you know, so many things off my checklist, stretching them off and just trying to get to the next thing, almost like a hamster wheel. Like I've been really a real life human on a hamster wheel, probably for like the last, if I had to think about it, probably for like the last almost two years, it's been a constant and a consecutive like gunning, like trying to get to the next thing, next thing, next thing. And now because I've had like so many things on my plate, I just feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I I just was not in the mood to really to talk about anything that I felt would be worth listening to. But today I decided that I am going to shake off all of those icky feelings of being tired and burnt out. And I'm going to come in today and I'm going to talk about some some stuff. And what I decided today, uh, as I'm kind of like jotting down my thoughts and coming up with topics and things like that, I came up with a lot of different things. But the one thing that stood out to me was today I wanted to talk about the difference between mental health and mental illness. And I say that very, um, you know, bluntly because there is a difference and this weekend I went out with my mom we went to this uh, real talk type of conversation thing where you have the opportunity to just have real life conversations amongst a group of people everybody that bought tickets it wasn't my event I was invited and I had a good time and in that event we had um, a segment where they brought up this therapist and you know they, they asked her all these questions and things and It was talking about the impacts of mental illness, but I think it's common for us to always talk about mental illness without really kind of understanding what mental health is, because in my opinion, mental health and mental illness are not one of the same. You can have poor mental health and not be mentally ill. You can have okay mental health and be mentally ill. And I say that because Mental health, according to the WHO, World Health Organization, says that mental health is based upon three categories, emotional, psychological, and well-being. It's another category in there sometimes that fluctuates, and it says that it's social. So I need for you guys to understand that you can have poor mental health, maybe just in a psychological aspect. And from that perspective, what I mean by the psychological aspect is maybe your life progress. How is your life 
progressing? Do you feel like you are making um, connections? Do you feel like you are getting, you know, creating milestones or making milestones or getting to milestones, should I say? Do you feel like you are doing things in your life? Do you feel like your life is moving forward? Do you feel like things are happening for you? That's the life progress in the psychological part of mental health. And then in the social aspect, you have relationships. What do the relationships in your life look like? Are they healthy? Are they progressive? Are they, um, what's the word, um, reciprocal? Like, are you being kind to people and, and in return, you have kind friends? Or do you have a bunch of people who are around you that are sucking the life out of you and it makes you feel constantly drained? So you see what I'm saying? Like the different categories determines the scale in which your mental health is either good fair or poor so in my opinion you have to be lacking in some sort of category to the highest extreme in order for you to have a mental illness so just because for an example let's say i might not be doing well in the psychological part of my mental health like i just don't feel like my life is progressing and things are not going the way that i want it to go but I have really good friends, friends who remind me of all the hard work that I'm doing, friends who constantly encourage me to keep going. So therefore, I may not have a mental illness, which which is mental health and mental illness is the illness part is that my mind is not healthy. And when you go back to your mind, it's the your relationships are not healthy. You don't feel good about the life progress that you're making. You don't feel good. You don't have good feelings about the feelings that you are thinking about that align with how you think you should feel. I know that was a lot. And it sounds like a whole bunch of jamble up stuff. But the categories of mental health are, are, are not in a place that are aligning to where you feel like good about this life that you're living. And then the well-being part is just the overall satisfaction. So what I was saying is that you may be suffering in one part of these categories that could possibly produce an illness in that part. Maybe the lack of friends that you may have and because they're not good people and because they are not the most supportive type people that you might be struggling. Maybe, and in that struggling, it could be in the form of a constant state of sadness or a constant state of hopelessness. Or maybe your life isn't going the way you want it to go and that also is creating some sadness, which it and and it could be in the form of illness. So mental illnesses you have bio bipolar. These are like the common things: bipolar, depression, um, and then in that, what creates the mental illness is you might have traumatic experiences, the trauma from the categories that are not really working out in your favor, and then you have. Um, the outcomes of that, the outcomes of the illness, which are of the mind and the emotion and the psychological and the physical and the well-being. It's not, how can I say this without like sounding so confused? Like, I feel like I'm explaining this, but I also feel like I'm kind of going left a bit. So your mental health, you have categories, psychological, emotional, well-being, sometimes social is in there. That is how your life is being gauged to determine if you have great mental health. If you are not at a place where you would like to be in each of those categories, then you could possibly result in having some sort of mental illness. 
Now, you can go back and create a, a chart to outline all of these areas in your life to see if it's creating um, a space and a place of satisfaction in each category. That's fine. And you can also use this chart to determine where your mental illness diagnosis or self-diagnosis if you you know if you do that type of thing and you've not been able to get to a therapist yet or you've been on google and you feel like you have some of those symptoms that chart can help you identify maybe where some of this stuff is coming from and um i think it's important that we don't leave out that mental health does not automatically result to you being mentally ill because I feel like now it's, well, maybe it's always been a thing, but I feel like it's just a one for all. Like if you have mental illness, mental health issues, you have mental illness. And that's not the, that's, I don't, I don't like to, to, to call it an all for one. You know, I don't think it's all for one. It, it's not in my opinion. Um, and I was reading, you know, I was reading today and it's from the emotional perspective of our life how do you handle your emotions you know are you equipped enough to be able to navigate the roller coasters of life from other people's opinions and perspectives and responses to who we are or are you a person who might be struggling in that area you haven't figured out how to manage your emotions yet and if you don't find a way to get control over your emotions you are going to be taken on a wild ride in this life from every angle by people from uh, people in power from things that are going to happen in your life that you have no control over so that's one aspect of it um it's how we mental health is how we think feel and act it also determines how we handle stress how we relate to others and how we make healthy choices in our life so if you're struggling in those categories you have a great potential for developing some sort of mental illness um, and I will say this, it's important for you to go see a therapist, a psychiatrist, or a psychologist if you feel like you are struggling with your mental health to the brink of where you feel like you are becoming mentally ill. I'll say that again. Go see a psychiatrist, a therapist, or a psychologist if you feel like your mental health is poor or if you feel like your mental health is not at a place that you feel good and it looks though as and it looks as though or it feels as though you are beginning to develop some symptoms of mental illness and those symptoms are just warning signs towards an actual diagnosis and we can talk about all sorts of diagnoses i mean it's plenty in the DSM-5, but those warning signs are symptoms. They're just basic symptoms from what you may be feeling. And I know we like to talk about depression and bipolar and all of these things because they are common. And it's easy for you to be like, oh, I don't feel like life is going great for me, or I can't get out of bed, or I feel hopeless. Like those are the things that we attach to depression. So it's easy to say that, feel that, call that, and uh, you know label ourselves with that but it's just an example of a symptom that you would connect to a diagnosis and it would be the same for schizophrenia it has a category of symptoms that you would need to identify with over a period of time and that's another thing that i don't think is really kind of um 
spoken about a lot is that you these symptoms, warning signs that break down into the categories of mental illness, according to the DSM-5 that was recently revised, I believe maybe um, two or three years ago, they have a criteria that we as psychotherapists have to follow and have to consciously be able to understand and see and identify these patterns and symptoms symptoms in individuals in order to put this label as as we would call it on this person so it says you know depending on whatever it is you're looking up or think that this person has the dsm-5 says that this this and this and this has to happen within this amount of time this many times within this um experience that this individual is saying it it will also give you symptoms and signs and warning signs and identifiers that will help you be able to make this correct diagnosis and i think that that's very important because once you verbally call out something to an individual and say that hey this is what this is it kind of will stay mentally mindfully it will stay with that person so i think just as psychotherapists it's wise for us to make sure that we are being careful with the labels and the things that we are putting on individuals and some of our clients um, just out of, you know, a rite of passage and making sure that we are just being respectful and um, being scientifically correct in what it is that we are putting in people's file uh, because it stays. But I want to just say this, like there is a difference between mental health and mental illness. You can have poor mental health and not be mentally ill, or you can have poor mental health and be mentally ill. The mental health, emotional, psychological well-being is how you think, act, and feel. You get to determine on what level you feel those things or what level you're struggling with those things that then have the potential to create an illness. So think about your relationships. Think about your connections that you're making in the world. Think about how you're showing up in the world. Think about the the traumas and the things that you've experienced. Those are things that create mental illness. Um, And I think, you know, when you decide to go see a therapist or wherever, you know, whatever professional, mental health professional that you decide upon, they will be able to help you navigate some of those symptoms and signs and experiences so that you'll know, you know, where you need to be, what what plan you need to be working towards. And it's wise for the client to also show up with some perspective on this situation um, and truth behind what they're feeling. Because we know mental health still has this big stigma and shame attached to it where people are not um, head over heels about saying that I'm struggling with mental health, you know, or because mental health and mental illness has for a long time, in my opinion, ran together in the same sentence. It's almost like you go from, you know, the diving board into the deep end without even jumping. You just fall right over into it. And what I mean by that is like, we don't give, I don't feel like society has given mental health its space to really be understood. What What's involved in mental health? What is the makeup of mental health without immediately saying that people are ill, people are not well, because it's not two of one in the same. 
and I said that um you know a couple of times. Um, and uh, poor mental health it can lead to more than just an illness of sadness and depression and irritability, um, constant thoughts of rumination. It can lead to inappropriate uh, behaviors, homelessness, suicide, um, and an overall poor quality of life. It can also be an outcome of substance abuse, um, alcohol abuse. And see, if you look at that, if you go back to the characteristics, well, the, the, the categories of mental health, well-being, emotional, psychological, social. If you are struggling in those areas, your coping mechanisms will probably be something that will soothe that, soothe those struggles and challenges and barriers, right? That then will lead to you actually being diagnosed with an illness if you ever, you know, decide to go see a professional to kind of get some understanding about what you're feeling or experiencing. Um, There is no um, cure for mental illness. We know that you can take medication, you can do talk therapy, psychotherapy is what we call it. Um, You can do, people are trained to do hypnosis and some people participate in that to try to kind of deeply confront some of the things that have created um, deep experiences for us possibly an outcome of the form of trauma and then you have like I said coping skills you can develop coping skills and ultimately in my opinion a better way to develop in a greater quality of mental health is learning to cope with the um, the woes of life. Like life is hard, in my opinion, and I feel like we're constantly being challenged and strained and pulled apart and kind of pushed out and just kind of tossed all of, all around in this spiritual experience, and it can create some confusion and chaos and uncomfortableness in our human existence as we are constantly trying to navigate the right way to do this thing that we sometimes feel like we don't have a guide to you know and i think that that and that you know you have religion that kind of comes in for some people it's like a soother like i mentioned earlier it's a soother to some of the challenges of life it's like a reassurance that no this is okay it'll be okay um Untreated mental health conditions can result, like I just said, um, homelessness, substance abuse. You can also see that sometimes, I know, I don't know if you all have seen it, but I've seen a lot of times just in different places that I've worked in and as a psychotherapist, I've seen individuals be incarcerated because of poor mental health that has led to a, a mental illness that is now at a place of um, being kind of uncontrolled or being kind of um, accepting of managing that individual may not know how to navigate this experience and they're having a hard time developing coping skills or they're having a hard time accepting this new part of their life um, if that makes any sense and I, I've seen that a lot when I was in uh, working in a psychiatric hospital and sometimes individuals can get to a place where 
there is no um I want to be careful when I say this. There is no glee of hope, it looks like, to really managing and developing any form of coping skills. Um, There seems to be, you know, no form of identifiers that will help them kind of develop a plan to recovery in a way that looks a lot more manageable for them so that they're able to live a good quality of life um and i think over time and that depends on a lot of different things your genetics your environment um, maybe the time in which you've experienced the symptoms that have now kind of morphed into this mental illness um a lot of that plays a part in how an individual will possibly be able to kind of overcome, in a way, this um, mental barrier, mental, emotional, physical, psychological barrier that now is kind of stopped them in their life from being able to accomplish things, being able to uh, develop relationships, healthy relationships, be around people who are... Um, good for them in in a way of you know thoughtful things you know just positive conversation positive experiences positive you know happenings like it mental illness if you get to a place of developing a mental illness because of poor mental health depending on the severity of the mental illness and those symptoms can and will result into you being emotionally challenged and it can look differently for everyone but the truth of the matter is um sometimes mental illness can consume a person to where they're not able to function as though they were prior to developing a mental illness and I think, in my opinion, and in my thought of, <clears throat> excuse me, like therapy and, and doing the work, is that most psychotherapists want to work with a client and an individual and a community and people all over the world who care about mental health. We want to work with those individuals and first talk about the difference between mental health and mental illness. We want to kind of, you know, abolish the stigma that's attached to it because this mental health thing is similar to your physical health. Like the doctors that are in the in emergency medicine or family medicine, they're constantly telling you like you need to fuel your body with certain things. You need to eat certain things. You need to get up and exercise in order for your body to move. But when we're thinking about mental health, it's like, oh my God, we can't, oh no, these people are not well. We can't talk about that because it goes from mental health to mental ill quickly quickly there's no buffer in between well what is mental health it's taking care of the mental part of the body like the emergency medicine or the physical health is focused on the body moving but you can't move the body without the head and i think that we have to get to i won't say we it would be nice for the world to get to a place of mental advocacy 
as it relates to the importance of the mind, the emotional aspects of this life that we all live, and the connectedness in, in which it plays to the physical aspects of our body. Because you, like I just said, you need one. You you can't have one without the other, in my opinion. And if we're going to place that much emphasis on moving your body without the emphasis of how your mind works and how your thoughts are you know, perceived and how they are showing up in your life and if they have the potential to make you feel unwell, like we can't skip over that. And I think, um, I mean, I feel like it's gotten better. Things have gotten better and um, over time. And what I mean by that is that society seems to be making a tilt towards wanting to hear no, wanting to hear and know more about mental health. And they are creating platforms to have these conversations. And I think it's great. I will continue to do my part in the mental health space because I'm passionate about it. I think that we all have experienced so many things in this life and we all come from different walks of life with different experiences, different upbringings, and all of that plays a big part on who we are today as adults in the world. And I think because the world is constantly evolving, you know, in the human nature from child to adult, you know, between you know not leaving out the stages of teenager and adolescent we there's so many growth stages to becoming an adult that is continuing to happen because women continue to have children that this is a cycle that we can find that i in my opinion feel like we can get to a place of strategy or get to a place of jumping out in front of you know the potentials of poor mental health and and what I mean by that is like, well, we have children that we are being, being raised. And I think that that comes down to the schools, what type of schools that they might be in, in terms of socialization aspects. What are the homes like? What are the parents like? What are the neighborhoods like? Like all of that socioeconomic stuff that plays a part in who we are as people and how, you know, and how we become what we are. We have the potential to figure that stuff out and develop environments and situations for people that create great mental health. But I also feel like that's a conversation for another day. I also feel like that's a political um, stance, maybe an economic stance that some people may position themselves on to say, nope, we don't need that. Or it may be a position where it requires a lot more of effort than people may want to put in uh, for the wellness of all people. But if it was, you know, up to me, I would really um, be ready to go to work to intervene and create ways to develop generations of wellness and whole and healthy people. Um, although it may be completely inevitable that that can be a thing because life is hard. Life comes with so many challenges and maybe life isn't hard. Maybe the perception of what I think about life is creating a hard life for me. So maybe that's even something else that can be modified, something else that can be turned around and tweaked and looked at closely with a lens 
to say, you know, how are we thinking things? How are we perceiving things? Because that also creates a reality for us. Um, Man, I don't know, y'all. I hope that I was able to make some points today um, and that you guys do know that there is a difference between mental health and mental illness. And I also want to say that I may have not covered everything in its entirety about the differences between mental health and mental illness, but I want more than anything for this to be understood that there is a difference. Mental health and mental illness are not the same thing. It's like a category and then you have subcategories that then creates a sign of symptoms that then connect you to an illness. And that's how that flows, in my opinion. So I hope that y'all have a great rest of your week. I'll be back with some more topics and y'all be well.